Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the one and only sportsbook betting app. Actually, that's not even right. But it's, it's America's top rated, though. It is so. America's top rated sportsbook. But if you go right now and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you will get $100 in free bets as long as you put $1 down on any NFL game and either team scores a point. Just use our code PHNX when downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. I'm Brittany Boyer, joined by Shane Diefenbach. How are you doing today, Shane? I'm good. My cats are going crazy. One of them's staring at me right now. She's sitting on a chair. Um, I don't really, she's kind of a crackhead. Uh, her name's Duncan because she looks like a macchiato. Um, but she's a, she, I got her off the streets um, at my old fraternity complex. And, I love uh, it. Yeah. She has, uh, she has some inner demons that she has to battle sometimes. I have a dog <laughs> like that. Her name's Gigi. She's a psycho. Um, I was supposed to be fostering her from Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. They called me up. They're like, hey, we have a little puppy for you if you can foster. And I was like, sure. No idea what kind of dog it was going to be. No idea how old it was, um, if it was a boy or girl. So I show up there and it's like this little fluffy dog. And <laughs> they told me it was six weeks old and this dog could hardly walk. Oh. Long story short, I fell in love with her, but she's an absolute psycho because I'm pretty sure she was separated from her family too early. Um, <laughs> but she's my baby. So yeah. I get it. They're, love they're it. nuts. Love it. Um, all right. Well, let's get into some ASU men's basketball. They just had their media availability day. Mm-hmm. Um, some good stuff came out of that. Um, you want to get into what Bobby said first? Yeah. So first, if you like, we can talk about what um, the players kind of talked about when they were up there at Pac-12 uh-huh. media day. One of the questions to, um, you know, the team that was representing Arizona State, which we'll break it down for you. It was Marcus Bagley, Kamani Lawrence and uh, Bobby Hurley who were up there and they asked them who they think the players are on this year's team that are going to make the biggest impact because it is a completely different roster. And we'll get to that because I do feel like that uh, kind of feeds into the preseason rankings. And I do want to discuss that, but you know, they asked who they think are going to be some of the standout players that uh, people aren't really aware of being at Arizona state. And Marcus Bagley had a hard time saying who he thought was going to be the standout star this year. He said they got so many good players um, and so many of them, do their job well and help get the job done on the court that um, he can't really say, but Kamani Lawrence definitely brought up DJ Horn um, and said that he thinks he's going to be the biggest standout player and talked about what he brings to the table and his prior experience being the former MAC player of the year. And then um, Bobby Hurley talked about Luther Muhammad and how he was a transfer from Ohio state. You know, we didn't get to see him last year was part of the Sun Devils team had to sit out. And so he's somebody that, he uh, that Hurley believes is going to make a huge impact on the court this year as well. And Shane, I know you've been incredibly high on Luther Muhammad. If you want to talk a little bit about your uh, take on him and what he's going to bring. Yeah. I I mean, as, as you guys know, I'm sure by now it doesn't matter the sport. I'm a big defense guy. Um, I love gritty guys because, because especially in basketball, um, it's a little different than football, but especially in basketball um, size and athleticism matters for sure. But defense is mostly, a heart thing like you have to try really hard to be a good defender and you have to have a lot of passion and play with a lot of intensity um and luther muhammad does that uh you know coming from ohio state playing some big names um we brought up that colin sexton moment when sexton was one of the best players in the nation at alabama um and he had a pretty good game defensively against him um he he brings experience he brings intensity um and i think most of all 
Um, he 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 brings like he brings heart, and that that's something the Sun Devil team needs um, in this Pac-12. Um, obviously, in the rankings, they don't think super highly of them. They're about middle of the road. They're number seven um, mm-hmm. in the Pac-12 preseason rankings. But I think if if all these pieces can come together, um, and Luther Muhammad um, can play a big role as an older guy. Um, he, cause we, this Sun Devils team doesn't need scoring. I mean, the, you can get scoring from a lot of places and Luther Muhammad doesn't really necessarily need to provide that. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think defensive intensity is, is, is just so, so important for, um, a PAC 12 team and any college basketball team. So Luther Muhammad brings that, he brings passion. Um, and I, I'm just excited to see him play. I'm excited to see DJ Horn play as well. You know, he was somebody that they also mentioned. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to um, the table, given his prior experience and everything. He also went through being the uh, Mac player of the year, you know. So I feel like they have so many pieces. And just like you said, if they can come together, it's going to be a really outstanding season for the Sun Devils. Um, And I just, after what they did last year with it being so disappointing um you know people expected a lot more from them and nothing ever really came to fruition so I think a lot of these players um you know we talked about it a little bit before they have something to prove um you know Jalen Graham was somebody who said that when ASU basketball had their first media availability a lot of these guys are coming from other universities uh they transferred from somewhere else and they all bring really great things with them from their storied programs that they came from as well and um you know it, it it helps them all take away other beneficial things that's another thing i think is kind of different about this year's team they have so many different pieces from other places that bring away good um information and these players do talk about that and they say that they really do communicate a lot um but yeah i think i think dj horn is going to be another one of those impact players who just has um it might not be the same type of experience in, you know, these big power five conference games, but it's not football. Like you said, you know, some of these yeah. small schools can ball out and they ball hard. And, so. and, and speaking of football, I mean, like last year for the Sun Devils team, you could have had this whole transfer class ready to play and an extra five-star recruit. And I still don't think it would have mattered. The Sun Devils team got so unlucky with, with COVID and stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, they also talked about how it affected their communication as a team overall. Yeah. They never were really able to gel or um, get to know each other as well as they would yeah. have liked to. They didn't have any time to spend together off the court. And the completely different side of things this year, this team's inseparable off the court. If they have the opportunity to hang out together, they take it. And they're pretty much always with each other or playing video games with each other, going out to eat. So it's definitely a way different vibe around the program. I feel like they're all super close. They like each other you can tell in practice that they like being around each other so um i have good expectations good vibes i just i really don't think that this seventh place ranking on the pac-12 preseason media poll is where they're gonna end up now i know that there's a lot of really good pac-12 teams and this is similar to football because you know it is hard to win a game in the pac-12 any game it doesn't matter what game it is it's always going to be hard if it's a pac-12 game that's something that is similar but um i don't foresee Arizona State finishing seventh I think that that's a lot of um a lot of stuff hanging around in the air from last year that's still kind of overshadowing the team and people aren't taking into consideration all of the changes that have been made in the offseason and you know really what happened to them last year not that it's uh something I, I feel like it's almost an excuse to say what happened to them last year but take it into consideration look at all the changes that they've made look at where they're at right now yeah last year sucked that's there, there's no excuse but yeah 
you can't necessarily grade them on last year with all the changes that they've made in the direction that they're going in. Um, I, I just don't see, I mean, yeah, UCLA being at the top, I can understand them being one of the top rated I think they're going to be one of the best teams. Uh, Them and Oregon. But USC, I feel like they had a lot of changes that they went through. Arizona, there's still a lot up in the air with Tommy Lloyd. Uh, The the fans don't even know if he was necessarily the right coach to bring in. I mean, some people are for him. Some people are against him. Oregon State, um, I mean, they went far last year. I think they exceeded expectations. So they're somebody who I also believe deserves to be up there. But then I don't necessarily know if I agree with the decision to put Colorado over Arizona um, or whoever decided to vote Colorado over Arizona. That's a little bit of a question mark for me. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Arizona State's going to be more competitive and they will finish in the top six this season compared to last year where they finished in the bottom half of the rankings. This year I have a really strong feeling they're going to finish in the top half. Yeah, uh, and and as I was saying, if this happens with a football program, it's a lot different. Like last year, if this happens with a football program, sure it affects you, um, the the off the field stuff and not being mm-hmm. able to get your full experience. Sure it affects you, but you have guys that are willing to step up. In basketball, you run a seven eight man rotation, um, and take two or three of those guys away, uh, then your then then your bench is very weak. Um, and ASU this year, one they don't have as weak of a bench as they did last year, and two. They, they just have to stay lucky they or just not get unlucky, rather. Um, so I think it's going to play a big role uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in them succeeding. Uh, and, yeah, the, the off-the-court stuff right now is huge for them. Um, get, getting, uh, getting a lot of experience uh, off the court together, making that bond grow stronger before the season even starts is going to be pretty instrumental in them succeeding this year. It is. And also, you know, talking about last year, they really struggled with rebounding last year. And so that was something that Bobby Hurley knew that they struggled on. He They weren't as physical as he wanted them to be, especially, you know, in the post. And so I think it's going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely instrumental for them to have not one, but two bigs. They're not really going to be, you know, what was it, the 2017 season when they ran the guard U? Um, that was their guard U season yeah. that I think everyone kind of took. It took the nation by storm. And yes, it was exciting, but it's going to be nice for them to move away from that. And it's kind of just a completely new identity, but you're still going to get to see Bobby Hurley and what he brings and his intensity and how he's able to coach these players and get the most out of them. And, you know, the other funny thing about Bobby Hurley is I feel like he kind of calmed down a lot last year because there was (laughs) nobody else in the arena. Fans feed off of his energy too. And, you know, he, he got frustrated. Yes. And we saw him, but some yeah, some people don't like it. He does get carried away sometimes, but it, he's one of those people who has passion. Um, he has emotion, and he's not the one playing, so he doesn't necessarily need to control his emotions the same way the players on the court have to control their emotions when they're in the game. But um, it, it'll be exciting to see him back in his element. It'll be exciting to see him getting fired up, and I'm really looking forward to the to the fans being back in there and being in some of those big games where he does get on the players and he does get fired up or he's yelling at the officials or whatever's happening, you know, and the fans start feeding off of it because I think it's something that brings people together because a lot of fans on the outside of the fan base don't like Bobby Hurley when he gets like that. But Arizona State fans love the fact that he will stand up and fight for what he believes is right Um, instead of just kind of rolling over and taking something. You know, he's someone who really has a big voice and decides to use it. He's that Jersey guy um, and, you know, he makes it known. And, you know, I think his attitude and his 
his swagger and the way he carries himself is one of a kind. So yeah, I'm excited. I, mean, I think he brings a lot to the table. This this Sun Devil seems in a unique situation because, you know, it's it's good to have fans back everywhere, but Desert Financial when it's rocking and if it can get rocking like it has potential to, um, it's really going to help this team win games. Um, and, and and yeah, as you said, they feed off the crowd energy and and they all they also feed off quiet stadiums. Uh, Bobby Hurley loves going into other Pac-12 arenas and. And taking a big lead and having all the fans shut the hell up and it's one of yeah. his favorite things um but yeah the the taking off the jacket throwing a, a temper tantrum like a five-year-old would when there's a bad call i love it i mean getting tossed it sometimes adds stuff i mean even if they're down I mean, 20 it, it sets the tone for the next throw game. a temper tantrum than just be a sweaty sean miller who <laughs> like soaks through his shirt for no reason <laughs> like profusely sweating <laughs> At least Bobby Hurley had like a shit fit and got sweaty. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the way he coaches and and what he he can bring to the table. Um, and then speaking of preseason rankings, uh, Marcus Bagley was named on the All Pac-12 um, team. Uh, yeah, only sophomore team. to make the list. Yeah, uh, and and I expect to see. I mean, I expected to see him there being a a highly touted recruit and having a chance to throw his name in the hat of the NBA draft, um, but decided to come back. Uh, he's got high expectations. Uh, and as we've talked about on the other, on the other shows that we've talked about him, he is going to be able to play a more natural role for him. He's not going to have to be the, a big bruiser guy because at, at his, at his, at his heart, he's going to, he's going to play the three. If he ever makes it to the league, which I'm sure he will, he, he'll play the three. He'll play, he'll even play the two. I mean, at six, eight, he's a tall um, he's a tall forward, but um, he's a shooter. He shoots the shit out of the ball. That's what he's. That's what he's good at. Um, yeah. And and I think he's gonna have a big impact on this team. Not only um, scoring the ball, but also just as a leader, uh, being his second year and one of the only returning players. I agree. Do you have any other players that you think um, are kind of sliding under the radar, or any players that you're anticipating seeing some big things from? Maybe something different from Kamani Lawrence or from yeah, Caitlin so Graham. I, I think I think ASU fans, for as long as he's been here, um, they've been kind of taking Kamani Lawrence for granted. Uh, he's 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 such a, he's a glue guy. I mean, he's not the prettiest player to watch. He doesn't have a great a lot of finesse, of, but you know what you're going to get from him every night. You know he's gonna, he's going to get you get you boards. You know he's going to play good defense, um, and he's going to make the right pass. Uh, he's a really talented uh, offensive playmaker for his size, um, and he's been he's been in the program for five years now and he's, mm -hmm. he's been playing minutes for four years now. Uh, I remember seeing his growth from just this kind of lanky guy that was trying to score the ball more than he should to, to more, a more confident mid range game and, and a better passer and kind of starring in his role. And that's kind of all you have to ask from players in his position or just players in general on, on college basketball teams is just to star in your role. Don't try to do too much because I mean, you see it in March madness all the time, but it happens during the regular season too. People forget who they are um, mm -hmm. and try to do too much because, again, these these guys are are young young kids who who just who don't they're not NBA players. They're not professionals, so that sometimes they do try try to do too much. And Kimani's never done that to me. He's always been that guy you can depend on. He's really the glue guy of this ASU team. Mm -hmm. um, so so I, I know he's not the most flashy and fun guy to watch, but. Um, ASU fans need to need to remember how important he is to this team. He's super important, and I feel like players like him and Jalen Graham really, uh, because I feel like you can't count Marcus Bagley towards this because he was not around in the seasons prior. They're the only two who truly understand what Bobby Hurley has done 
for Arizona State University and understand what kind of impact he has um, on the program and what he's brought with him, what he's been able to do, you know, how much the program's turned around under him and how much he means to a lot of the, the fans, you know. And some fans think he should be gone already after last year. I don't think that that's the case. I do think that this year is going to be really crucial for him because if he doesn't have a great season, which I think he's going to be just fine, but um, if things don't necessarily go as planned or some stuff ends up going sideways, you know, I think that kind of sets him up to be in a hot seat position going into the 22-23 season. So um, I don't think that they're going to – they don't have, they have much to worry about this year in terms of that, but I really would like to see this program understand because um, it's not like it's historically that long ago. Um, that Arizona State was not very good in basketball. And they had the the partial walls that they put up in there to make the arena smaller. So, you know, the fact that Bobby Hurley was bringing in so many fans and selling out and they had to lift those walls to make the seats yeah. available, um, that's huge. So just things like that, you know, educate yourself on the culture of the program, where they were at before he got there, where they're at now. And I think if you really keep that in mind and understand um, what he means to the university and you really want to be a part of, um, his program and you believe in what he brings to the table, you will play right into his, his, his plan and they'll get the job done. So. He's almost, he's almost like a second mascot for this ASU team in some right? way. I mean, he's, he looks he's like a, our little sparky. Yeah. He's, he's a great coach, but um, him flailing, flailing around on the court. It's, it's hilarious to watch, but it also gives players the energy that we've talked about. And, and he reminds me a lot of like a Pete Carroll type coach who, Players really, really like to play for. Um, he's a player's coach for sure. He's not, he's not your typical like, like blue chip um, Mike Shashevsky guy who yeah. you know is just known as a great coach in general. He he's he's an he's he's an inspired coach. He 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 coaches with a lot of heart and uh, and 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 taking him for granted because of the the turmoil that happened last year isn't something that this ASU fan base should do. Um, he, he's, he's really important and instrumental, and the players love him. Uh, if the players didn't love him, we'd know that. Yeah. Um, but the fact that Lou Dort and uh, all, all these guys come back to the program to take pictures and just see him while they have an NBA schedule. Like Speaking of Lou Dort, did you see his game on, in the preseason the other night? I did like, not, but I heard he had a great one. Yeah, he had like 17 points in like 12 minutes or something. He's he's awesome. He's It's so fun. To see. I was such a anti-Lou Dort guy when I was at ASU. Were you um, really? I love Lou Dort. Well, I like how he played. He just he just shot too much, um, and he wasn't a great shooter here. And he's really came into his own uh, jumper now. Uh, he's, he shoots the the, the – the ball well from the from deep now in the NBA, which is surprising to me. And also, of course, he's 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 the Dort hog. He gives you the energy, he gives you the intensity, and he plays great defense. And 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 that's another example of a player that you know might not be the most raw talented guy, but but saw what he could star in and really start in his role. Um, and that's why he was able to get so many minutes, and that's why everyone's yeah. talking about him now. Um, so that's what this ASU team needs. They need somebody to, to like Luther Muhammad or like Kimani to just know what they're good at and do that. And if everybody can kind of gel into their own role, um, I, I think this ASU team will have some success moving forward. But uh, we'll get it more into it in our um, in our pre or in our season preview of the show or of the of the season when we get to that show. But I mean, this is this is a plus you. I'm dying. Is, I'm sorry, my allergies okay. are so bad. I feel that this is a this is a conference that is so is going to be so hard to win in. It is every year, but 
I mean, you have a lot of players coming back from a lot of teams. Um, you think of that UCLA team who's coming off a Final yeah. Four run. I mean, Johnny Juzang's coming back, and Johnny Juzang yeah. is one of the best players in the nation. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in Naismith territory, um, a player of the year wooden award type stuff. He's well, the so is too. The team talked about this um, at their media day that they had a couple weeks ago, or about a week and a half ago. They also talked about the fact that they were able to hang with UCLA and take them to like the very end of the game. Um, I think that that's absolutely huge. And then you look at the players that they have this year that are coming back. And I think you have a really strong argument that the players on this roster are actually far more talented than last year's roster um, because you know what they're capable of already on a collegiate basketball court, not they've never played in a game before and they don't yeah, it's a definitely, it's, get the intensity or know what to expect. These guys know what to expect in a collegiate game, a lot of them. And, um, you know, they have the skills. They have um, every other piece of what they need now. They have the big so everyone can play more in their own role and do what they're good at. And I, like you said, I think it's going to be a lot smoother of a game on the court. I, I mean, it's definitely a more experienced team, and this team needs to lean on experience more than anything. They need to, again, realize what they're good at, um, and I think this team is going to be able to do that. It's going to be a lot less hero ball. Uh, it's going to be a lot more team um, entwined passing, and uh, I, I think they're just they're going to play a truer game of basketball than we saw in the more recent years. Uh, so this is an exciting team. Um, if you, if you want to follow more on it, there's a lot of good content on PHNX that'll be coming for, uh, the season mm -hmm. preview for basketball that Britt will be writing. So head over to go phnx.com. You can get your first month for 50 cents, or you can get an annual membership for 60 bucks. Um, you can also get a free t-shirt. If you sign up for the annual membership, you get access to the members only discord. Uh, you get a deals of the week every week. Um, mm -hmm. and it, it's just a good time to be part of the, the PHNX family, baby. It is, and we also have on there lots of picks of the week. We do them normally for football. We'll have to figure out how we're going to do our pick of the weeks for basketball um, with the Pac-12 games. Maybe we do them as more of like a – I don't know. But we'll figure out a way to do it for um, our pick of the week. But also, um, you know, DraftKings Sportsbook, if you're interested in uh, getting a little excited for this basketball season and making something of it, you can go in and uh, make some bets on ASU basketball, I'm pretty sure. Right now, they should already have it in there. Yeah. Um, at least who's going to be the Pac-12 championships so, or in the Pac-12 championships. Um, if you want to go ahead and bet some money on that, make the season a little bit interesting early on, go ahead and download DraftKings Sportsbook right now. If you use our code PHNX when you download it and you put $1 down on any NFL game this week, you will get $100 in free bets as long as either team scores a point. That's pretty easy. I'm pretty sure it's been like 80 years since neither team yeah, has scored a point. So, you know, years, I think we that. Go over there, get some free money, and go have some fun betting on ASU basketball. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Um, it's super fun to use. You can deposit and withdraw money whenever you want. So if you want to do that, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Get your hundred dollars in free bets. If either NFL team scores a point in a game that you bet at least one dollar on, that's twenty-one plus. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Next Step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. If you want to bet on basketball and you want to watch somebody drive the paint. You probably want to watch somebody that's clean cut drive the paint, and mm -hmm. I'm assuming that a lot of these collegiate athletes are using a product like Manscaped, and Manscaped brings not only fire and passion 
to your undercarriage, but it also brings reliability. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, right now you can go to manscaped.com and use that promo code PHNX and get 20% off and free shipping um, at Manscaped. Uh, it, it's uh, it, you can get the crop reviver, um, ball, ball, crop reviver, ball reviver to give the boys a boost. Um, you can get the crop preserver ball deodorant. Um, Manscaped has many liquid formulas. You should get both of them and just use yeah. them at the same time, men that are listening. <laughs> um, Manscaped will even throw in two free gifts to the performance Ooh. package 4.0 with a lawnmower 4.0. You can get Manscaped boxers and a shed travel bag. So head over to manscaped.com, download or, or use that promo code PHNX, get 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com if you use code PHNX. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with Manscaped. Well, yeah. let's get into the ladies. Let's get into women's basketball. <laughs> Great yeah, transition. so men had Pac-12 Media Day on Tuesday. Women had it yesterday, which was Wednesday. Um, you know, this Charlie Turner, Thorne, Ch- Charlie Turner Thorne team, um, she's been at Arizona state for years, I decades. love her so much. Yes. And last year was not necessarily their greatest year. Again, you know, we talked about some of the issues that the, the men's team went through and I feel like it was a very similar thing for the women. Um, you know, they didn't necessarily get to gel like they wanted to. They went through a lot of changes in their offseason from 2019 to 2020. They lost some of their top players like Riley Richardson, who graduated. You know, she was somebody who meant so much to the program, who really understood what it meant to be a Sun Devil. Her dad played football at Arizona State and is in the um, history books as one of the top defensive players Arizona State ever had. So, you know, she really understood what it meant to be a Sun Devil. I also felt like she was very athletically talented and gifted and Charlie Turner Thorne was able to use her um, athletic talents and gifts and abilities to her full advantage. And I felt like she was somebody who was really um, missing in last year's team, like her, her energy and her vibes. And so, you know, you see players like that, that aren't there. They had to figure out a way to kind of make up for that. And on top of that, like we said, the, the chemistry just wasn't there. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Charlie Turner Thorne can do this year. You know, they made some changes to the coaching staff in the offseason. She brought in a couple of different people. I think it's going to be instrumental. But the girls all seem to love Charlie Turner Thorne. Um, I think she recruits really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't necessarily just try to stick to the, the girls that are going to be easy to get. She goes across the country. She goes for those players from um, states where basketball is really strong. You know, she tries to recruit out of Texas, out of Florida, out of California, where women's basketball teams, um, especially the club scene, is really, really strong. So, um, you know, it's not like this team's not talented. They are. Um I think they just need a little bit more uh, time to get things together before like they're going to have this season where they can gel and mold a little bit more. And I think it's going to be exciting to see what they're able to accomplish this year, not having all the restrictions and the cancellations and not being able to see anyone and all of that. And also having the fan energy to feed off of. I know Arizona State uh, women's basketball doesn't necessarily draw the biggest crowd, but I th- definitely know that there's a market for it in Arizona with women's basketball. You're seeing it right now with the the Mercury in the championships. Did you see how full Footprint Arena was yesterday? It was crazy. It was, was packed. Was, it was and, so loud um, they couldn't even hear the whistles. Yeah, and not to bring up um, the University of Arizona or anything that they do better than us, but one thing that they did really well with is getting season tickets sold for women's basketball. Adia Barnes has been 
um, that breath of fresh air that they needed for the program. Because when I was still in college at Arizona State University, that game was almost like a gimme for the Sun Devils. Every time they yeah. played the Wildcats, um, you didn't really expect much from them. So what she's brought to their program and the intensity and the, the way that they've been able to draw fans in to watch their basketball program – now I get it. There's less to do in Tucson, but there's a there's still a market for it in Arizona, and it's it's obvious with um, the numbers that the Mercury and the Wildcats are pulling. So it'd be nice to see Arizona State be able to jump in on some of that uh, women's basketball movement in terms of pulling more fans in and getting more people to buy into the program this year. And um, you know, I think the players need to keep in mind that this is a huge opportunity for them as well. Yeah, uh, I was able to, before the pandemic, go to a couple of practices at WeatherUp um, for that ASU women's basketball team. And it's just, it's another case of, it's like a Bobby Hurley. I mean, the, these girls love Charlie Turner Thorne, and I mean, so do I. She's just so fun. She's a great interview. Um, she's super friendly, um, and and she, she her players play inspired basketball for her. They know, mm-hmm. um, they know how much she knows and how talented she is as a coach, and it's good to have somebody like that at the helm that – um, isn't only a good coach, but is also a, um, a good at inspiring players. Uh, and she does that really well. So, mm-hmm. and, and they actually talked about that a little bit and how that she thought she didn't think, but it's better to play. Um, it's better to have a player led team, I think was the quote, right. It, instead of a coach. Yeah. So at Pac-12 media day, they had Taya Hansen and um, who else was up there with her? Jaden Simmons. And um, you know, they said, a coach-led team can only take you so far. Um, so we're trying to be a player-led team. And that was something that they've talked about. You know, they 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 said they talk to each other in the locker room. If they have a bad practice, they'll do it on the court. They'll say, Hey, we can't play like this. Um, we need to step it up. We need to, we need to turn up the intensity. We can't, we can't make these mistakes. Um, and they said that they talk about the things that are hard to talk about and they try to like shut things down right then and there when they're not good. I think that that's a um a really key factor that goes into um, having the success of being a player led team and having that motivation and the mentality to get the job done, because it's not just the coaches pushing you, you, you have to want it. And it seems like these girls want it and they know that they have more that they're capable of than what was um, brought to fruition last year. And so it's going to be exciting to see what they're able to do under coach CTT. And um, you know, she's just, she's so historic. She's done so much for the program. The ladies have uh, gone pretty far in the NCAA um, playoffs before with March Madness. So I'm really looking forward to this year, hoping they can get things back on track. You know, it wasn't that long ago, 2017, I believe was the year they went to the, either the sweet 16 or the elite eight and lost to South Carolina. And it was the year that I believe South Carolina ended up going on to win it all. So I think it was 2017. Um, or if they didn't win it all, they played in the finals that year against yeah. Mississippi state, I want to say. Um, and it was, it was a big game. So, you know, for them to make it that far into the, into the, to the playoffs and in, in March, it shows that, you know, they're, they're stronger than just what they can, they showed last year in the conference and they have that ability to go far, especially under, under Charlie. So it's just going to be a matter of getting things to all click and having the players take, take control and make it really a team of their own and um, grow, just keep growing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Going back to that, to that comment, it's, it, it is, it is important that, um, that these players don't just let uh, turn and thorn lead them. Um, it also has to fall on them. And I think that's what's kind of been happening the last couple of years. Um, they've kind of just gone through the motions. Uh, so if they can get leadership on the court without turn and thorn being the person that has to be a motivator, uh, which she's great at, but 
as, as the comment says, it can only go so far. So um, if, that, if that could happen, I think his team sees a lot more success. But we'll have more coverage of both basketball teams getting closer to the season, both tip early November. Um, yeah. Aaron, so, like, the thing with Arizona State women's basketball, like they're ranked seventh in the Pac-12 preseason media polls and same thing with women's basketball just like the men's basketball has so many good teams I mean you also have to take into consideration that Stanford and Arizona played in the NCAA finals last year so the one and two teams are both in your conference that's that's hard when it comes to preseason rankings trying to beat them out especially when they have the return of so many players but um, you know, I think you look at some of the other players or the other teams that they're up against too that are ranked ahead of them you know they have um Oregon, who's there at number three, and Oregon's a historically strong basketball program. I think that Arizona State has a possibility to slide up to the number four spot or even the number five spot, but somewhere in there. Right now, UCLA's ranked number four, Oregon State's number five, and USC is number six in front of Arizona State at seven. So both men, both men's and women's are ranked seventh. I think both of them are low, but time will tell, and they're going to have to get things done on the court to show everyone that it's low. But I have faith in them from what I've seen so far and, and what I've heard, and I'm expecting it to be a good year for both of them. Yeah, I'm just excited for everything to get started again. I'm sure all of you guys are as well. We'll have coverage after um, mostly every basketball game here on PHNX Sports. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow Brittany at bboyer07. You can follow me at Shane Deeth. Um, subscribe to the YouTube at PHNX Sports. Give this give this podcast a review or um or just leave a nice comment underneath i like to read those yeah um, you can get this wherever you get your podcasts um if you don't like the listening platform you're using now or somewhere else as well um so anything else you want to add before we get out of here Britt? uh tune in tomorrow live at 3 30 gonna be an awesome show we have a new segment we're gonna be introducing tomorrow that we're pretty excited about <laughs> yeah. and yeah go devils baby peace